Hello, friends, and welcome back to Bears on Film. Thanks for joining us. I'm Billy. I'm Topher. Yep, that's right. That's our names. <laughs> Nailed it. And uh, what are we talking about this week, Toph? Uh We have the dubious honour of talking about Insidious, The Last Key. That's right. Or Insidious, Sisterhood of the Travelling Rape Whistle, as I've decided to call it. Which, if you've seen the film, makes a lot of sense. We'll get to that. If not, that sounds pretty weird. Uh, it was a pretty good week, though, really. I mean, Eagles won the Super Bowl. Any week where the Patriots don't win the Super Bowl is a good week. <laughs> well, I, I'm, a, I'm a Patriots fan, but... Um... Name three Patriots players, please. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Anyway, so that, well, that makes you a typical Patriots fan in Australia. That's right. Bandwagoning. Um, I know who Tom Brady is. Go away. And he's the one with the footballs, right? That's the That's one. The- <laughs> um, no, good good week. And then, of course, with Super Bowl comes all the movie trailers. Anything get you excited this week? I had that, uh, this probably bugs a lot of people, the trailer for the trailer. Yeah. For Solo. That did bug oh, me. Just don't. Yeah, that bugged me a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Like because they made this big song and dance about no, we're not we're not doing a Super Bowl trailer, and then it's like, well, you basically did, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, did you? You're so you're on trailer lockdown. For yeah, that I still watching? no, I still I, I did see the teaser trailer because I was watching the Super Bowl, but uh, no, I'm still as I said, I'm not watching trailers online, so yeah. I'll, I'll see it when it comes to cinemas. I watched the trailer this morning. Um, I quite I quite liked it. Yeah. I mean, the trailer that got me most excited during Super Bowl was Cloverfield Paradox. I didn't see that. Oh, man. When I saw that trailer, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. And because I I think we spoke about it briefly during our Tremors episode, that it was due to come out and no one had seen anything from it. Bam. Dropping in four hours. Here's a trailer. <laughs> that's like great marketing. I like the Oh, move. that's great marketing. They will Their numbers will go through the roof. So anyway, we're not talking about that this week, though. Uh, what we are talking about, as we said, is Insidious, The Last Key. Now, Not my idea. No, not your idea, which is what I love about this, <laughs> is that uh, you hate horrors. That's not true. I was I actually going to ask you about this. I hate this. crap films. Yeah, this is what I was going to ask about. So, how many horrors have you seen in your life? And as a percentage of those, how many have you enjoyed? I have no idea how many I've seen. Like, uh, I mean, a bunch. Yeah. Um, how, many, how many do I like? We can probably do this on one hand. Yeah, right. We've got The Shining. Um... We've got Evil Dead. I mean, all three of them. Yeah. We've got... I mean, The Exorcist, I think, is a really good film. Yeah. Is it that you don't enjoy that feeling of being scared? No, I don't understand the appeal of the thrill of being shit scared. Right. I just get shit scared. I'm like, there's nothing about this that's fun. See, it's different for me because I grew up with horror movies. You know, and... I wouldn't call my parents big film fans, but my mum loved horror. Like, that's one thing I'll always remember about mum is that she loved horror movies. You know, like, I remember when Scream came out in 96. You know, I was eight or nine, for example. Scream is a great movie. I was eight or nine, for example, but I remember watching that with mum, you know, like... Like, Scream was not a, a family event no, no, in my no, household. Yeah. You know, so I grew up with horror movies. And then it was funny. I was chatting to a listener earlier this week. So Josephine in Denmark, if you're listening, hey. <laughs> and we were talking about Jaws. And I was saying, I'll never forget the first time I saw Jaws. Because as well as my mom, I was really close to my aunties growing up. And sadly, I had one auntie who was really, really sick her whole life. Ended up dying when she, she was mid-30s. I was 12. and the first time I saw Jaws was just before she was she passed. She lost her hearing. And one of the things she wanted to do before she went deaf was watch Jaws with us kids so that she could hear us scream. Did <laughs> Which, she not like you? <laughs> I 
it might like it might sound kind of, but like that's just, you know we just all loved movies, and she just wanted that because to me that's what horror movies are. They're fun. You scream and then you laugh at yourself for screaming. So it's pretty rare that I'll watch a horror movie that I don't like, even if it's terrible, because yeah. to me it's just that that fun of it. Yeah, for people that get off on on the scare, I suppose they're far more forgiving than I am of well how is the film any good <laughs> well because <laughs> they could watch an absolute bag of crap yeah that they get that those bits of excitement yeah, out of course of. and like oh well that was a fun way to spend two hours and I'm like that was fucking stupid <laughs> well maybe we should jump straight into insidious then <laughs> okay so you have not seen any of the other three insidious films no and what I love about that is that this is both a sequel and a prequel, so you're kind of jumping in in the middle. Not that it really matters. You were right. It doesn't doesn't matter at all. I didn't feel like I was missing much. Nah. So uh, written by Lee Winnell, uh, who's a fellow Aussie. Ah, um, friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lee. <laughs> so um, friends with James Wan. Okay. So the three of them co-created Saw together. Yep. And oh, so Saw. Exactly. Saw's great. Saw's great. The first one. So Lee Winnell, um, Lee Winnell's written the first three Saw movies as well as the entire Insidious franchise. So the first three of these as well, which you should actually watch the first one at some point, even probably, if you don't like horrors. because it's probably won't. Well, the first one's actually pretty good. Um, directed by Adam Robertel, who's pretty much a newcomer. The only previous film he's made is The Taking of Deborah Logan, which I haven't seen, but it's a found footage horror film, which is an entirely oh, different beast. Spare me. It's completely different to directing a, a standard movie because you're trying to make it look amateur. So this movie, Insidious The Last Key, is the story of Elise, who has psychic abilities, who works as kind of a ghost or demon hunter along with her two bumbling her two idiots I- idiots that's can we just yeah the comic relief without the comic yeah and so this chapter focuses on her going back to her childhood home to defeat not only the demons in the house but also her own demons <laughs> well, i gotta say though i had a fun experience this is it's re- we usually don't watch these movies yeah. together and last night because it was an advanced screening we actually got we we had a bears out <laughs> we did and we tried not to talk but it's it's hard the amount of times we had to lean over to make a little joke to each other was pretty the amount of times i was just laughing at what i was seeing <laughs> yeah but did, it wasn't trying to be funny but did you you don't think no no, I was- There's no way this movie was trying to take itself I seriously. was laughing at this movie, not with this movie. But did you have a fun experience? I had a fun experience kind of laughing and looking at you, looking over at you going, why have you made me watch this bag of crap in front of me? But this is the fun thing about horror movies is the audience participation. You know, you go to a cinema like this and I don't think I'll ever have as much fun in a cinema as I do at horror movies because the whole audience, you laugh at the same time, you jump together. like. But this lacks the in- insidious The Last Key doesn't have the gleefulness in the horror of, say, Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2. The thing that was hilarious about it was <laughs> someone got paid to do this. Yeah. So let's let's get into this. I mean, fuck, this was bad. <laughs> like it was, oh, there's, geez, no, there's no beating bad. around the bush. There's no beating around the bush. And I should just say, you know, we're a, we're a discussion show, not a review show. So as always, there's spoilers, but who gives a crap? There's this nothing to spoil anyway. here. So we're pretty, I, I mean, we're pretty much going to lay out the whole story, I guess. But fuck, it'll it take bad. a long time. This this movie was bad. Um, I, I mean, there were parts that were quite effective, though. The first 10 minutes the opening of the film, scene, yep. I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is going to go somewhere. So it does that 
classic horror movie thing at the moment that's very in of, you know, kids are scary. And for some reason, Thanks everything- the shining kind of, for ruining yeah, children. And also everything kind of pre-70s is scary. So a lot of horror movies these days, like Annabelle was the same. They They go into like, you know- the 50s and shit. So, and no one's got a mobile phone and no, everyone's like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't check Twitter. And that's the most scary part of the film. So, yeah, those first 10 minutes were were pretty good, I thought. Yeah, that was pr- like, I didn't enjoy it because the first 10 minutes is scary. But this is the thing. The parts that are meant to be horror, I thought were quite effective. The jump scares are well written and timed. You almost launched out of your chair. I did. At the I first did, job. Which was embarrassing. Pre-game, <laughs> Billy was saying, I hope you actually piss yourself. <laughs> I, I, did, I did say to Like, I want you to cry. <laughs> just before it started, I said, I really hope you cry. And then at the first jump scare, it was you <laughs> who absolutely lost your shit at the yeah. first Sighting I did, I did of the first. a shadow. A sh- yeah, yeah, it wasn't even a monster. <laughs> but that's the thing. The camera work was really effective. The score in this movie was was pretty good. I mean, it's typical horror movie score. It's yep. nothing inventive. Yep. But it's effective. Sighting strings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, shit, it's a cat. <laughs> so that was pretty effective. And then we go forward in time to... 2010, well, wasn't it? Yeah, not present day, because as I said, this is both a sequel and a prequel. So this takes in place before the first Insidious. And and not knowing anything about these films, something that I thought, okay, the the one thing that made me think, maybe there's something, maybe there's something to this other than your just yeah. normal schlock, is the fact that the protagonist is a middle-aged woman, not a 19-year-old virgin. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe there's something to, you know, they're not just going to the usual kind of things and whatever, and maybe this is like some veteran of theatre who's going to, like, knock me out with her performance. <laughs> well. Oh, my. She may as well have been played by Claudette from The Room. <laughs> oh, my. And she is a veteran, just so that you're aware. Yeah. She's a scream queen. She's she's very, very big in the horror movie oh, okay. uh, scene. Yeah, she's... Terrible, though. <laughs> like, so she is, along with her two bumbling idiots... Oh, those two are insufferable. So she's the recurring character from the Insidious series. Are there two idiots in all of them as well? They're in oh, all of them as well. So do you know, though, who they're played by? One's one's a guy who I recognised from season two of Fargo. Oh, really? And he was real... Oh, and on him. I, like, season two of Fargo, unlike Insidious The Last Key, is outstanding. <laughs> and he, in season two of Fargo... Was really good. Well, these two are also fellow Aussies. All right. So his specs, that's Lee Winnell himself. That's the screenwriter. Oh, okay. Which, when you insert yourself into your own movie, unless you're- Well, he did that with Saw as well. No, he did. And that still he's, worked. He's done it with all of his stuff. And uh, Tucker, <laughs> who is just the worst oh, ever. Man. Is he the one from Fargo? Yes. And he's really good in Fargo. Yeah, he- In this- He strikes me as the kind of guy who could actually be good. I Like, I don't, I don't know where to begin with how bad that- character is the problem is that like what you were saying about flash in justice league the entire comic relief of this movie which doesn't need comic relief because it's already bad you're already laughing the entire movie but every line of comic relief comes from these two idiots just being idiots they're sexist they're not funny and that's what's supposed to be funny about them is that they're not funny yeah but that doesn't work so and and yet his mate Tucker is played by another Aussie, uh, Angus Sampson, who is also kind of in the horror movie scene. He was uh, right. So Angus Sampson is the one that was in season two of Fargo. Must have been if, yeah. if you're saying he was in Fargo. Yeah. So he's he's the bigger beard. He's dude. The, he's the bigger dude yeah. with the mullet. Yep. Yeah. So in 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 Fargo, he's a big dude with a beard. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> and he's really good in it. <laughs> As I said, the scenes of horror are quite effective, but everything between that feels like you're watching a soap opera or The Room. And then, like, it's it doesn't have the so. 
thinking of a really, for me, a really effective horror film, The Ring. Right. Where I was like, I was like unsettled for a week. Yeah. Like I was petrified. I hated that. Like, I think it's a really well-made film. Yeah. And for that reason, I hate it. (laughs) And one thing that The Ring does, and this is either the original or the American remake, which I think was done just magnificently well. Yeah, it was. By which I mean I hate it. (laughs) Hollywood remake, they've done well. And, like, those films, they don't let you off. It, like, gets these hooks into you. Yeah. And you spend 90 minutes, you don't even realise, like, gripping the armrest. Yes, whereas this, you'll spend 10 minutes like that and then have 45 minutes of soap opera and then 10 minutes of horror and then 45 minutes of soap opera. When, when like, a a ghosty, ghouly, whatever thing comes up and does something, there's no consequence to it, ever. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of times where she gets grabbed by something and you just, like, you just cut to daylight. It's like nothing bad happened at all. You got grabbed by a freaking ghosty demon thing and y- yeah you're here you're, you're fine you're perfectly fine you've got your rape whistle so you're all right <laughs> i mean the story of this is so ridiculous i feel like we need to at least kind of break down the story so we start as i said with the 50s it's it's her as a child and her father is trying to beat her psychic abilities out of her then we cut to as you said 2010 she gets a call from the new owner of the house asking her to go and sort some ghosty shit out. But as we find out 45 minutes into the film, when we have our first plot twist, this guy is holding a woman hostage in the house. Yeah. And- I've got someone locked in the basement, so I'm going to invite someone around to investigate the ghost in the house. Inviting people around to investigate your house when you've got holding someone captive is the yeah. first thing they teach you in taking someone captive. And also, did Don't you- do it. They were trying to be pretty obvious with this guy being a creep. He was pretty weird right from the get-go. And then as soon as she leaves the the haunted room, he's like, you said you were going to stay in the room. <laughs> like, I mean, like, what are you doing, mate? It's so dumb. It's so dumb. So then this guy, you know, they find the woman in the basement. This guy flips out, starts running around with a gun, trying to kill Specs. Specs demolishes this guy's head, which was the most shocking scene of the film. Because and- it comes in this kind of... In a kind of evil dead way of over-the-top violence. Yes. It's that kind of thing. But that's not the kind of movie you're watching. It's not the kind of so movie it is. So it's just this kind of, what the fuck? <laughs> Which was awesome. The, the entire audience just burst out with laughter. Yeah, well, by this point, we were in, we were in a pretty full cinema. Yeah, it's And by this point, so. most, of the, most of the cinema had turned on the film and was just like, this is hilarious because yeah. it's so dumb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, this, this movie felt nothing like the- the first Insidious to me. Like, the first one does not have any of this comic relief. It's very set in tone. It was so, so different. And then from there, the plot just keeps getting weirder. Then she's at a diner and meets her younger brother again, who she abandoned, you know, what, 60 ran away years ago. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he, <laughs> he was, this was the best part of the film when you started cracking up, when old mate, a brother, decides to go into the haunted house looking for his rape whistle that he lost when he was six. Yeah. Which becomes a huge plot point in this film. Everybody wants this whistle. They, like, I don't know. They if are it, sick for this whistle. I don't whistle. know if this whistle tastes like chocolate milk or something, but everybody wants this whistle. And for some reason, it's the one thing, too, that can get rid of the ghosts. Uh, oh, but and his daughters are there. So it's like, oh. By the way, we've got some young virgins now. Yeah, yeah. We've realised we're in a horror film. And one of them has psychic abilities and the other gets attacked by ghosts. Yep. It's very straightforward. I love the bit when, so when you were saying earlier that she got, you know, when she takes off to her her old house. Yeah. And she says to her two bumbling idiots, 
I have to do this alone. <laughs> there are so many of those And lines. it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, no, we're coming too. And she's like, oh, <laughs> and she just, okay. Oh, oh you, too. you too. Like, like you're right. There's no consequences in this film for anything. Everything is just like, if something changes, they're like, oh, okay, I guess this is what we're doing now. And there are so many of those kind of cheesy lines like you know i have to do this on my own it's the same when her brother goes looking for the rape whistle and when they're going into the house he says this is just something i have to do Mm. (laughs) and then his daughter his daughter that's psychic as well is like because he's going off to the hospital with the other daughter yeah and psychic daughter's like is like i'm gonna stay here and help and he like pauses for a second as if he's in in a soapy and he's like okay (laughs) just leaves it's it's like these people were taught how to act by joey tribbiani from friends they're all doing smell the fart acting the amount of times i thought watching this i was like this is some daytime soap but it's even shot that way like everything about it just screams soap opera in between the horror scenes oh it's incredible yeah like there's genuine pauses of people looking off into the distance yes and you're like why haven't you cut yet (laughs) yes we, we can move on. You don't need to fill 22 minutes today. Yeah. And it's not even that long a movie. I was shocked when we got out of the cinema and it had been like less than two hours. And I knew this how long it had been because your watch stuff. glows in the dark. My watch glow, does glow in the new watch. I got it yesterday. <laughs> it's right next to me. And I was just like, it's actually the most interesting thing happening right now is Billy's watch. <laughs> it's a smart watch. <laughs> But not smart enough to know when you're in the movies and it should yeah. turn its light off. <laughs> so the bad guy, the key master, as I yes, think of him. Yeah. Well, this okay, so this guy literally has keys for fingers. Yep. I, I thought it, going into it, all I could think of was the little guy from the Matrix sequels. <laughs> I was like, is is the key master gonna be the bad <laughs> yeah. guy in this? But it's like you already ruined one thing. <laughs> <laughs> this guy literally has keys for fingers. Why the fuck does he need this little girl to unlock a door for him? That's a very reasonable question. So, because that's how this movie starts, is that he convinces her to unlock this door and I guess she releases this demon on the house. He's yeah. clearly already there Apparently. because he's in the house. Yep. He literally has keys for fingers. Why couldn't he unlock this door himself? Yeah. He's a terrible key master. <laughs> he's a terrible key master. Neo is not being friends with you. The only time he uses these keys are on people's skin. Yeah. <laughs> like- yeah, and he's a, like, when you actually, I think they do, a, okay, I'll give the film this. When you only see the keymaster, or whatever, do you know? Does the keymaster have a name? Let's just go with keymaster. Okay. When the keymaster is in the shadows and doing that creepy, stuttery type move that a bunch yeah. of horror films do, yeah, that stuff's kind of cool. When you then actually see him, it looks like you know in um Alien Resurrection when the alien king is born, and it's yeah. the most underwhelming thing ever. It's this tall, malnourished, stupid-looking thing. Yeah, I feel like they just dusted off that costume put some darker makeup on the thing and trotted it out again and was like, put some keys on its fingers. I mean, that is really, really typical character design. Like, there's nothing really inventive about that, I find. Like, if you're scrolling through kind of, um, you know, people who are learning to model in 3D and they're kind of doing that creepy stuff, the first thing they go to is really long limbs, yep. really tall and lanky, the malnourished, yep. the Slender Man, yeah. Which isn't, you know, it is, there's a reason that it gets done because it, you know, it is effective. It is kind of creepy, but it's also not inventive, and it could be done so much better. Yeah, it's one of one of those classic. Like, give us, give us a fat ghost. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like to see. You know, like, where's my representation in the film? <laughs> you know, give me, give me a fat ghost with glasses. The ghost of breakfast past. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
give me that ghost. <laughs> and it is, it's that typical thing in, in a lot of horrors or monster movie type things is that once you've actually seen the guy. Oh, it seems less scary. You're like, this thing's stupid. I'm not scared at all. Yeah. And they do they do a lot of that though. Like just, you know, you just see his, his key hands or you see his weird little feet yeah. and stuff instead of actually seeing him. Now, was I, do you reckon I was like greatly out of the loop when they were talking about whatever the the upside down is called in this. Yeah, well, yes, yes. So let's talk about that because that is, I mean, apart from the huge tonal differences between the first film and this. So I'm not going to lie. I I very much enjoyed the first one. I have vague recollections of the second one. Don't remember the third one at all. So I couldn't tell you where these movies started to shift. But tonally, the first one's very different. But also the first one, there's not really that many ghosts. Mostly the first one, like it's not a haunted house type thing. It's all about that upside down. It's almost Stranger Things. So, you know, the this couple call this woman saying that their son has kind of gone into this weird trance type thing from memory and they go there and he's like stuck in the upside down and she he's goes not in a, there. He's not at a trance find, gig. He's not blowing. That's where the, is that where the whistle came from? He's in a trance gig. He's just like... No wonder that guy wants to whistle back so bad. There's one good rave happening in town. Give me back my whistle. And and so uh, what do they call it in this? The further is what they call it in this, which I guess is almost like the spirit world. But yeah, it's the upside down. It's like everything is- In fairness, this is before Stranger Things. It was, yeah. 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 So yeah, they go into that much more in the first one. And I guess by this one, you just kind of expected to know that because they don't really explain it at all in this. They just go in- not knowing about what that was was not high on my list of complaints, so oh, I wasn't no, particularly God, bothered. No. Yeah. no. Getting back to our bumbling idiots. They were so terrible. As I said, like, the only comic relief in a film that doesn't need comic relief and their, sh- their shtick is to be unfunny. <laughs> yeah, unfunny and, at the end, not at all cool when old mate- Oh, yeah. Like- Here's a tip, kids. If a woman has shown no interest in you whatsoever, don't just grab her and kiss her. That's right. How did this- Yeah. So at the end, he just grabs this woman and kisses her. And the other even less funny sidekick is like, oh, why did he get the girl? Um, Because he's been a sex pest. <laughs> he didn't get the girl. He grabbed the girl. There's a difference. Yeah. That I actually can't believe that that didn't get cut because- it has no effect on anything. There's no lead up to it. It is literally just a random well, it's grab like, and kiss. It's like they think that the, it is, it the payoff line harassment. made it funny and that yeah. it should stay in because of that. It's like, oh, well, what's a bit of sexual harassment between mates if you get a gag out of it? Well, quite a bit, firstly. Yeah. And you secondly, you harass. didn't get a gag you out mustn't. of it. Look, we're going to tell you this right now. Here's a tip from the bears. Don't harass, okay? If you're thinking about harassing- Think about what Uncle Billy think about our Think about our faces, which you've never seen. Yep, our big hairy faces. Think about faces. our voices, our big hairy voices, and say, nah, I mustn't harass today or ever. Had to throw or ever in there because people are idiots. Yeah. Some <laughs> people people like, be harassing. Oh, well, I had a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll reward myself. Surely they didn't mean today. I could, I could grab a kiss. <laughs> no, Franco. Oh, no. As if those characters weren't bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's let's take this the other direction. What about this movie did you like? What about this movie did I like? Because I liked the jump scares. I found that the horror scenes- There weren't, were, weren't actually very many. No, there were. But the scenes that were scary were scary. You know, they were okay. The problem is the plot around them. I think I only found- So the first kind- As we were saying earlier, that first kind of 10 minutes yep. or whatever. Yeah, that was like, okay, I felt like I was watching a horror film then. I'm like, oh, yep. 
I'm scared. This isn't any fun. Yeah. But then for the rest of the film, and you're right, there are some decent scares in the rest of the film, but I was so preoccupied with trying not to laugh <laughs> yeah. that unlike going back to The Ring, where you it, it doesn't let you off at any point, in this, you get to you get relieved of your tension so often yeah. that- when something does come along, yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, doesn't last dealt- long enough. Yeah, I dealt with that. Now back to why are you staring off into the distance? <laughs> yeah, and you also know that there's never any consequences. The only person who dies in this film is a, is a bad guy, really. Yeah. I mean, throughout the history, you see that other, like for example, women have been murdered, but there's nothing in the way that that happens really that scares you. I mean, for, mainly because it's all in the past. Really, you never, yeah. you're not connected to these characters. It's just like a history telling type thing. Which, yeah, it does. It kills the tension a lot. So what else did I think was good about it? Um, no, we've covered it. <laughs> you? Uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the running time. Pretty short. short. Yeah, Pretty short. short. Um, Got home in time to watch the second half of a, of a sports game that I went to on Friday. And happily, uh, my team won. I was like, oh, wait, cool. So, so you rewatch? I'll watch the second half. <laughs> you goose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what did you think of the visuals in the film, though? I mean, so horror films are notoriously super low budget. Yep. Uh, the first of these films, which, as I said, is actually way better, was only $1.5 million. Oh, So this, job. this was 10 Yeah. So they've gone up still incredibly low. And i got to say, it looks pretty good, really. Yeah, for the, for the size of the production. I mean, I think they saved their cash on actors <laughs> because there's no decent actors. There aren't any. <laughs> no. uh, there is a small appearance at the very end by Rose Byrne and, and Patrick Wilson. Yep. I assume that's just- I think that's reused file footage, footage from the first one. Yep. Yeah. Because um, when that came up, I realized- I was about to ask, were you super confused? I, I was for a second because I was like, why is Rose Byrne and Patrick Wilson on screen? <laughs> and then it hadn't- twi- because I haven't seen any of the other three and had yeah. no interest in them at all. I like I knew of the first Insidious film that it was this film with Rose Byrne and Patrick Wilson in it, but that information had left my brain by the time we yeah. went into this. So then I was like, "Why are they? Oh, that was <laughs> that was Insidious." And I, okay, so then I was like, "Okay, hang on." But of course, I don't know what the timeline is. Like, I know so that you thought it's set in twenty ten sequel. So I didn't know if I, I had no idea if they were calling back saying, "Hey, it's happened again." Yeah, or if. So I take this was this film ends where Insidious starts. Is that yes, right? Yes, which is right. And I can see why you were confused because what Rose Byrne says on the phone is, "You helped us a long time ago with one of our That's sons." That's why I and thought our, that. And our other son is yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> so I can see why you were confused. But I'm I'm actually not even sure if that was her voice on the phone. And if it was, I'm sure it was file footage. Well, Rose Byrne's Australian, so we'll see her later in the week. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll check up with her. We'll yeah. <laughs> Small place. Yeah. Hello to Rose. You're listening. <laughs> All right. So, look, at the end of the day, I'm glad I dragged you to it. I had fun. We got to go. We had chock tops. I had some popcorn. I made you eat some popcorn. Yeah, you did. So you convinced me to eat four pieces I of did. popcorn. I did, because this is the way you do it, people. You take a yeah. bite of Choc Top, which for all you non-Australians, I'm really sorry. You guys don't have Choc Tops. Google Choc Top. Yeah, it's like your standard cinema snack here. Anyway, what you do I'm just is- Googling ice- Choc Top ice cream to see if it is the first thing that comes up on Google. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, if you go to, if you go to images- and just Google Choc Top ice cream, you'll see what we're talking about and realise that your life up to this point has been wasted if you've never had one. Yeah, so you should just start making your own and taking them to the movies because they're the best. They're the best. Anyway. What you do is you take a bite of one of those, four popcorn in your mouth, exactly four, not two. Don't think about about five. Don't think about three. Four is the number. What about six? 
Nope. Six is right out. <laughs> Four is the number of kernels of popcorn that you will put in your mouth while the ice cream is still in there. But And more importantly than the ice cream, while the chocolate from the Choc Top is still mm. in there. And that is the best way to eat popcorn. Anyone that knows Billy is completely unsurprised by this thing that's going on. <laughs> yeah. While the and rest as of you, you are sleep, going, this as you guy slip is an into animal. your diabetic coma, yes. <laughs> you'll, you'll have a good taste in your mouth. Yeah, actually, it's really <laughs> underwhelming and I don't suggest it. Um, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I had a great experience, so I'm glad we went. I had uh, the hour and a half we spent together laughing at the screen in the cinema was fun. Didn't have much to do with the movie. <laughs> well, that's not true. The key, the movie is key player yeah, in why I was exactly, laughing. Exactly, exactly. Just unfortunately for the movie, I, it didn't want me laughing at it the way that I was laughing at it. I'm going to make an argument in the movie's defense here because I feel like the experience we had is the exact experience the movie is trying to give you. I'm unconvinced. I don't think this is trying to be a serious horror. I don't think it's, it's hard. For I don't think s- it's trying to be The Exorcist. But I don't think it wanted me laughing at every second line of dialogue the way that I was. Maybe. I really don't. It's hard to say because the first one definitely took itself seriously. So, yeah, maybe they still are and they just don't know what they're doing anymore. Either way, I had fun. So, would you recommend this movie to anybody else? No. (laughs) No, it's terrible. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> even if you, even if you're a giant horror nut, you can skip this one yeah. because it's not scary. Just go watch a Final Destination insert number. <laughs> yeah. They're at least kind of oh yeah, that's cool. The way that person died horribly. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. So I wouldn't recommend it. What would you give it out of ten? Two. Is that actually what you rated it? Yeah, two. Wow. Look, I didn't have as bad a time with you. I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. Like it's not a good movie. It's definitely under average, but. I don't know. If like if the video shop still existed, it was Friday the 13th, you duck down to get some movies and popcorn, I'd pick this one up. I think you'd be better served doing something. Oh, I was going to say something great horror and it just popped into my head. Did you see Jason X, Jason in Space? I love that Jason thing's a masterpiece. <laughs> that thing is a masterpiece. That's a prime example of a horror not taking itself seriously. Exactly, and it's amazing. And if you haven't seen Jason in Space, yeah. Do so. And that's a prime example of a series that started taking itself seriously and turning as well. Because the first Friday the 13th movies are good. Yeah. And then at one point, the Jason <laughs> walk, like, which oh, is- Now he's in space. Yeah. The Jason <laughs> walk, which is faster than anyone can run. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting away from Jason. Even if you go into space, Jason will get you. All right. So I guess- um I guess that's it for our discussion of Insidious, unless you've got anything else to add. I think I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you really want to continue talking about it. Happy to put that one on the scrap heap (laughs) and move on with my life. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming to see it with me. Uh, I'd I'd love to say you're welcome. (laughs) But you're welcome. (laughs) Do you know what our next episode is? Uh, That's a good question. There is a lot coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, Next week, we've got both Black Panther and Lady Bird dropping. Mm. So I believe that we'll get to Black Panther. Since we're getting Lady Bird four months after the States. Yeah, we would have done an episode on it, but what's the point? Everyone's already seen it. And you already know that it's the best reviewed movie of all time. Exactly. You don't don't need two more people going, hey, (laughs) spoiler alert, Lady Bird's great. (laughs) I'm really, geez, I'm looking forward to seeing it though. Oh, me too. I can't wait. I bet Saoirse Ronan is brilliant. I bet Laurie Metcalf is brilliant. Timothy Chalamet. You haven't seen I haven't, Call Me By Your Name yet, have no, you? No, I haven't gotten to he Call Me By Your Name. He is stunningly good. Yeah, well, what, what do you he reckon his odds for the Oscar are? Zero. Gary Oldman's <laughs> getting that. But he is phenomenal in Call Me By Your Name. Is that just because he's up against Army Hammer, though? 
who is <laughs> probably embarrassing himself by being on the screen. It's the best performance of Army Hammer's career by okay. some way. No, because here's the thing: I like Army Hammer as a. Per- I think he's a pretty cool dude. I thought he was. I thought he was perfect as the Winkle vibe because he just he's so smug. Yeah, well, that's he's like that's Tom him. Brady. That's him, the loser. Yeah, I don't feel. I don't feel like Army Hammer can act because I feel like he's just. Yeah, hi, I'm very handsome. I'm Army Hammer. <laughs> Look at me be tall and handsome. Yeah. I, I can't do that part of the impersonation. <laughs> no, he's he's legitimately good in it. Um, but Chalamet is stunning. Yeah, right. So next week, we're saying next week is Black Panther. So next week is Black Panther. And then if you're keeping scorecard on what the bears are up to, if you want to, you know, be on Bear Watch. <laughs> bears gone wild. Yeah. And the week after that, we'll be going back to another classic. I'm making you watch The Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. No, that'll be fun. Yeah. Can't wait for that one. All right. Cool. Well, thanks so much for joining us. If you want to get in touch Hope with us. Hope you enjoyed this more than we enjoyed it. <laughs> the Keymaster. Yeah. yeah. Just listen to this instead of watching it. Listen to this. Rate us five stars. Don't watch Insidious. That's the order in which to do things today. <laughs> If you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at bearsonfilmmailbag at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at bearsonfilmpodcast or Twitter at bearsonfilmpod. You can check us out on bearsonfilm.net. Give us a rating on iTunes and whatnot. And I think that's all the ways to find us. Unless, you know, you want to- You could go hunting. You could get on Google Earth and look for the largest, hairiest man you can see. And that's probably Topher. (laughs) (laughs) Catches. And I should I should spit my gum out. You certainly should. That's not okay. No, it's not. We're professionals.